It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... Kenny Coquel like putting things in number order. Order, order, order. Five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the electrical standings. All right, Coquel. Today, our electrical standings, we rank five through one top chips and dip combinations. Coquel. Five through one, go. Number five, spinach and artichoke dip with normal Tostito-type chips that you get at the restaurant. Number four, sour cream and onion. No dip at all. Just the Ruffles sour cream and onion by itself. Number three, Ruffles chips with homemade ranch dip. Number two, I don't know, this may get me in trouble. Pretzels with homemade ranch dip. Number one, Tostitos and salsa con queso. My five through one, chips and dip, electrical standings on this Tuesday. Five, Fritos and Ranch. Four, Tostitos and Mild Salsa. Three, Pita Chips with Pico de Gallo. Two, Cheddar and Sour Cream Ruffles with French Onion. And one, Tostitos Round Chips with Queso. Those are your electrical standings. And now joining us now on Ken Levick Alive is a man who I've known for quite some time. He is Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury trial attorneys. He has been a sports agent since 1999, and also he will take care of any of your personal injury needs. You can find him at wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates, personal injury trial attorneys. Pat, good afternoon. Thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, you are our sports agent and sports law insider here on Ken LeVick Alive. And so this is a busy time of year. Let's start with this, Pat. And again, thanks for hopping on. Uh, You know, Patrick Peterson is someone that uh, you were in the mix with, represented him when he was coming out and was going to be a first-round pick. What are the days leading up to the first round of the draft like for an agent and a player? Well, it's pretty crazy. It obviously depends on where your players uh, ranked at, whether first round or in later round. Obviously, first round guys, it's nuts because you've done uh, a lot of visits to teams, which hasn't happened this year, but you did a lot of visits. You're trying to figure out uh, who's ahead of you and where it's going to go. In Patrick's case, I mean, we were on the radar of possibly going to the Broncos, and that was what we were thinking. And um, obviously, we didn't go with them. And uh, Arizona was came out of the blue kind of we had no contact with them at all no visits with them they kept it a hush hush because uh, the 49ers were at seven pat went at five really wanted them bad so it's just figuring out what teams are, are looking at them um and later rounds ken you're kind of just contacting teams trying to get a feel for if they need anything else from you they have any red flags you want to address and uh, just getting ready to put the family and the player for uh, hopefully getting picked Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Trial Attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. And Pat is our sports agent and sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, you had mentioned, uh, you know, yeah, there's no meetings going on now, no face-to-face, nothing along those lines. How detrimental has it been the last two years for prospects not having a full NFL combine and relying solely on pro days? Well, I think if you look at the first round guys, not that much. Um, I, I think that they're pretty been they've been evaluated for at least three years. 
by the scouts. Uh, not having the combine does hurt those guys in the middle of the pack. Uh, it's an opportunity for them to go up and compete against guys who maybe looked at it with a higher draft rating, and they were able to compete with them and do special things. Um, it's a it's a dragged out process up there for four or five days. It really wears the player out. And ironically, at the end, Ken, you got to perform on the field, but you're performing at the same level as the other guys. Uh, the combine, I mean, the uh, pro days. They're scripted. Um, you know, as you know, they would do their usually do their work at the at the combine and then not even do any of the testing. They would just do position drills at pro day. Now they have to do everything. So it falls a lot on the actual schools and the players to really perform at that one time. They don't have a second time to do it if they don't do well at the sure. combine. So I think it's really hurt them. It hurts them from a medical standpoint if there's any red flags on that. So the agents, uh, if they were smart, they would have – the players do testing, get the MRIs, get X-rays to show them that any red flag injuries are healed or not having being problematic. But it definitely had a detriment. The visits are critical too. Not having the visits to the teams or even individual workouts on some occasions do hurt a lot of the players. What do you think players should do about endorsements? At what point in their career should they sign them? Because there are guys like I look at Boynton Beach's own Lamar Jackson, and I'm shocked he hasn't signed a deal with a Nike or an Under Armour before he got his big five-year extension? Well, the, the interesting part is that people think that the players in the NFL in particular have huge uh, marketing contracts, particularly with Nike or other ones. They're not. The high-end players, without getting into the details, you'd be shocked at what some of the deals they get with Nike. Um, Under Armour is a little bit better, but um, you, you don't get what you think you should get. Lamar was came out, obviously, he's Heisman Trophy winner, and I don't know why he hasn't signed a deal. Um, it's kind of surprising to me, especially some of the, his level. Uh, but they should, if the opportunities you get when you first come out, if they're there, you should take them and just do them for minimal year, a one-year deal. A lot of them are one year. Nike wants three years with a you know one-year extension, too, so they're kind of tough to do that. But uh, I don't know why they don't sign them early on. Most guys are jumping on as soon as they can to build that brand awareness. Uh, a couple more agent-related questions here. Pat Lawler uh, of Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Trial Attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com, our sports agent, sports law insider here on uh, on Ken Levick Alive. Yesterday, Kyle Shanahan sat in front of reporters and said, hey, we have five quarterbacks that we've identified uh, for the number three overall pick that we really like. And ESPN is reporting that the Niners still aren't sure what they want to do at three. Do you, Pat Lawler, someone who has been in behind-the-scenes meetings with general managers and prospects and represented some big names in the NFL, do you buy that the 49ers, 48 hours out, don't know what they're doing at three? No, I don't. <laughs> I think that they, uh, that they what's his name, that they have uh... – they have the idea. They're going to take Mac Jones. I mean, I think they like his who he is with, with Shanahan and obviously with John Lynch. Uh, Justin Fields is in the mix, but I don't know. I don't think uh, any other quarterback is there for them. So, no, I don't buy that they don't know who they're going to take. They've done the research on Mac Jones. They've talked to him and and found out if he fits their scheme, and I think that that's a no-brainer they're going to take him. All right, so Pat, full disclosure here. When it comes to cryptocurrency, I, I, I really am fascinated about it, but I don't know really a damn thing about it. And because it's so unconventional, it worries me, it concerns me. I'm having a tough time taking the leap. We are seeing, though, professional athletes who are now 
asking their teams for bonuses in cryptocurrency. The NBA is offering, some teams in the NBA are offering um, money to their players in the form of cryptocurrency. Trevor Lawrence yesterday signed a deal where his signing bonus with the company will be in cryptocurrency. If you were representing a player who was into cryptocurrency and wanted to see if a team would pay at least part of a bonus or his contract in cryptocurrency, how would you handle that? Very very good question. Uh, I mean, I'm not a, I'm a conservative guy when it comes to that. Uh, it's such a volatile issue right now. You just see it every day, and uh, I think it's very uh, troubling. Um, obviously, with, with you know someone like Trevor Lawrence, he's going to get a certain amount of money got based on where he's picked at one. But they're looking at the risk. Everybody looks at what happened in 2011, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, what it is now, and yeah, it's an anomaly. I, I'm not a big fan of it at this point. Um, I think people who put into it are maybe uh, the ones who make tremendous profits from it, but I don't think I would recommend a player to get cryptocurrency at this point. Are you surprised it's even allowed because of salary cap ramifications? I am, yeah. I mean, I am because uh, it's a matter of usually it's something that's consistent throughout all the league. The NFLPA is something that promoting. I haven't seen anything from them uh, mandating that. It's something they support uh, in any way. I think somebody just wants to be a little different and, and do the cryptocurrency. Uh, to each its own. If a team and a player are willing to do it individually, I just don't know if the unions would support it. Um, I followed it that much, but I did look at it in general, and um, I'm not a fan. I think it, it may blow up in people's faces, to be honest with you. It does sound like something that in the NFL could become a major sticking point between uh, ownership and players' union down the road uh, when whenever they get to a, a another uh, uh, agreement between the two sides. Let's finish with this. Let's go to the legal side, Pat. Uh, last Friday, right as we were jumping off the air here on Ken Levick Alive, the announcement was made uh, by Governor DeSantis that this state is closer than it's ever been to legalizing sports gambling. Um, uh, the, the, the tribes would be involved, the Seminole tribes would be involved, and this would be a major financial boon for the state if they get this right. There's still some hurdles to go. You've been in Florida a long time. You've seen multiple iterations of this that have fallen flat on its face. Is this finally going to happen in your mind, just based on what you've seen from the legalities of it all? Is sports gambling finally going to be a go in the state of Florida? Yes. The The reason is is that they're tying it in with the Seminole Pact. Um, under the amendment that was passed a couple years ago, Amendment 3, which is not part of the Constitution, it describes that the voters have to agree on casino gambling. Casino gambling does not involve, first of all, sports betting. It involves card games, casino games, right. and slot machines. Secondly, the, it's carved out that the Seminole Pact and the, uh, the Indian tribes could uh, do their own thing, and they tied it in. That was a smart thing. Obviously, there's probably going to be some litigation and attempts to do what they call temporary injunctions to stop it, but First of all, it's about time. They should have had this in place three or four years ago when New Jersey was doing it, and I, I thought it was ridiculous they didn't. Um, but it's going to happen, and I say it's going to happen sooner than later. Um, they're already putting stuff together and working with the different sports books uh, you know, around to get it set up because uh, they want to have it set up before the NFL season starts. I think it's going to be a go for sure. Uh, that is uh, great insight, Pat. We really appreciate it, and we love having you on board because there's a lot of things. I'm a, 
a very limited intellectual mind. And so uh, there are many things that uh, we're going to need you to uh, to cover, and we're going to lean on you here as uh, as we move forward. Because sports law, and especially from an agent perspective, we always need that because we're just two dopes doing a radio show. So it's good to have a brain in the room finally. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates. WantToLawyerUp.com. WantToLawyerUp.com, our sports agent and sports law insider. Thank you, brother. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, okay? Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me. Matt Lawler again, Lawler and Associates. Personal injury trial attorneys. He has all your personal injury needs taken care of, and he's also our sports law and sports agent insider. WantToLawyerUp.com. That's WantToLawyerUp.com. Sports gambling, Coquel, how much of it do you do you gamble at all? Do you do anything on, say, DraftKings? Do you do anything off the books, per se, when it comes to sports betting? I don't at this point in my life, but I have. I may have ran a little book for my brother as an extension of his and when I was in college. Okay, but it's been a while. May have. May but, or may not have, if anyone important is listening. <laughs> but what I'm saying, like right now, you don't really do much. Right? I don't have the uh, funds to gamble. Yeah. I don't get these big endorsements that you get. You know, the big high roller host of the show. What can I say? So, I mean, I need, what am I going to What am I going to gamble with? But I, I don't gamble because I am very cheap. Like that, that's the God's that's honest truth. Too. I would do it. I would do it, except I'm very cheap. But I find the prospect of it fun. And if I could on a Saturday... Go to PBKC or to Seminole Hard Rock and sit down and prop my feet up and spend an entire day at a sports book gambling and watching sports. I damn well might start at least occasionally betting. Like this, for me, like I feel like this is what that is targeted at for the person that doesn't put himself or herself out there. But now it would be legal, and now there's a location for these things to happen. Now, mobile betting, that is the top of the mountain. That's where a, a state like New Jersey is really cleaning up because they passed mobile betting. Um, that Amendment 3 that Pat was talking about, people didn't read the amendment. They just voted on it. They looked at, They watched commercials and said, oh, yeah, gambling, I want that, but I want to vote on it too. But they didn't realize was the fine print that that didn't allow mobile betting. This had to be on-site gambling. And so Florida would have to jump through some hoops to make this mobile gambling, mobile betting. But, damn it, I would love to be at a sports book on a Saturday and immerse myself in that. That would lead me to gamble and then force-feed the state my money. I think the, the key to it is finding the number that's exciting for you, mm-hmm. but also you could spend at a restaurant and not be mad about. You know what I mean? Like, sure. All sure. right, if I spend 100 bucks once a week, out to dinner, which for me, I'd still be nervous, but for the normal person is nothing. Like, play that number. Don't try yeah. to go too high above it. Then it's like going to a sports bar, but with some ex- extra juice where you're yeah. forced to watch the game. Like, you want the big rollers. You want those guys who are going to throw thousands, maybe millions of dollars. But for around. them, that's like my hundred dollars. Yeah. So that's the difference. That's their number. Yep, so every exactly. person has, that's why when you gamble, the one thing I used to tell my buddies when I was doing that in college, because they would want it, I'd be like, listen, just because you see. Our other friend betting this amount doesn't mean you have to. Do you that. can bet ten dollars. I don't uh-huh. care. Just, it's you, what you're you bet what's fun. I don't. Right. I don't want to be chasing you down for that money anyway. Right. You know right. what I mean? So like, bet what's comfortable for you. I love the thought of bookie Coquel. That is uh, that that is excellent. Actually, I just imagine you as like dog the bounty hunter, like chasing down these uh, New Jersey rejects who owe you money. Is well, the I got into trouble though? That most people in that industry do is. When I thought someone made a dumb bet, I would start not putting them through and taking them myself. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't push it along to my brother. I would take it myself. Gotcha. And then they'd end up winning, and I'd be like, uh, luckily I had an older brother who just 
would take care of me no matter oh, what, and, that's he, how and you, he would pay it off. Dude, yeah. That's how you get yourself like beat up or killed. I mean, our big-time college money, though, was like 300 bucks. Oh, okay. You so know what I mean? We're like, not talking like life-changing, no. holy bleep But for us, money. it was. Okay. That's like a month of drinking Milwaukee's Best at SUNY sure. Cortland. But, man, if you extrapolate that into like big money stuff, that's, that's how people not... do get in trouble, though. They, sure. they try not to push it over. They take their friends. Then they bail, and they don't realize yeah. how dangerous the people they're around are. That's why it's good to have the legal sports betting because then you don't have yep. all that extra but stuff. But that appeals to me. I'm the guy who ends up getting most affected by this because – I would start putting some money on sports if I could hang out at a sports book, eat some lunch, and just chill. Like I would absolutely do that. And so that speaks to me. I'm excited about it, and I do hope it goes through. And God knows it would be great for the state. Every single damn state in the union should legalize sports gambling. And that just opens up corporate ability, too. Sponsorships, partnerships, especially in our realm, it's a no-brainer. It should absolutely happen. And PBKC would be a part of that, you would think, as an on-site sports betting location. Speaking of PBKC, you can gamble there. And we are giving you the chance to not only be there Thursday night with Coquel and myself for a special edition, an NFL draft edition, 6 o'clock, Ken Levicka Live, but also Santonio Holmes is going to be there as well, hanging out with fans. You're going to have a full buffet. You're going to have drink. You're going to have the gambling. And oh yeah, you're going to have 146 TVs and two jumbo screens to watch the NFL draft. And we're giving you a chance to go with a guest to chill with us. And we're giving you a $100 gambling voucher and a $50 tab as well just for the hell of it because we're great people because we want you to be happy like I just said how $100 would make me excited to bet now think about if it's someone else's money you know if, if Pat Rooney says here's $100 I'm like, All right, let's don't have do to it. tell me twice I'm getting in the car and I'm going 888-760-3776 it is time to play know your draft we're testing your draft knowledge this is our final day your final day to get in your final opportunity we've had four winners we're looking for a fifth draft trivia that's the name of the game and if you win here on ken levick alive you are headed to pbkc paddock restaurant thursday night you and a guest 100 gambling voucher $50 tab, me, Ken Levicka, he, Chris Coquel, Santonio Holmes, and a good damn time. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. When we come back, we play Know Your Draft. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3.